0: Thank you for tuning in to the International Family Church podcast. Here at International Family Church, our mission is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. Being a part of a life group is just one of the ways you can find freedom in your life. Life groups have one simple purpose, to bring people together, We believe God created us to live in community with others so we can experience the full life God intends for us. Meaningful relationships can be hard to find, and that's why small groups exist, to make life-changing relationships relevant and accessible to you. We believe in small groups so much, we incorporate them into our kids' world and IFC youth classrooms every Sunday during service. We also have small groups available for young adults and those of all ages and different walks of life. We launch our new life group season on September 9th, and we'll be in the cafe after all three services where you can connect with our leaders and sign up to join a group geared toward your interests. To find out more about life groups or anything else happening at International Family Church, visit our website at intlfamilychurch.com. Now here is Pastor Jonathan with part five of our current series, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do.
1: Are you ready for this morning's message? I've been off two weeks, so I'm loaded for bear today. Right, So you better get ready. Um, Let's pray. Father, thank you for this awesome opportunity we have to be together. What a joy to come to church and be able to hear something that will help us immediately, make us better people, give us what we need to walk out of those double doors into real life and have the truth and have strategy, wisdom, questions uh, answered so that we can be the best that we can possibly be. And we thank you, Lord, that your word comes across with clarity, accuracy, and simplicity so we can immediately apply it to our lives. We'll be so careful, to, as always, to give you all the honor and glory, and you're the only one that's worthy of it all. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Again, welcome today. This is part five, our final part in our series, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. Can we say a big thank you to Pastor Tom for doing such a great job the last two weeks? Thank you, Pastor Tom. He's always so strong and, 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 and gives us a good word, and he did exactly that. I would encourage, if you missed any part of our series, to go back to intlfamilychurch.com, go to the media section, and every message there is archived so you can catch up and what you've missed and, and listen to it as often as you would like. Our main verse of Scripture that we have taken from uh, this series and, and where we have launched each week has been in Proverbs 4, seven. Let's read it. Wisdom is the most important thing. So get wisdom. If it costs everything you have, get understanding. So Proverbs is making it very clear that wisdom is supreme, right? It's at the top of the list, right? And if it's at the top of the list, On God's list, it needs to be on the top of our list, right? And it is the number one commodity we need as individuals to make sure we walk in wisdom. Have you ever made choices that weren't so wise? Oh, man, we all have, haven't we? Man, all the more we want to get wisdom so that we can make wise choices. So when we don't know what to do, we will know what to do because of the wisdom of God that God gives us. And so that's why wisdom is supreme. Do whatever you have to do. Just get it. Now, 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, as I told you over the last weeks, 31 chapters. Interesting to note, the first nine chapters, Solomon, who wrote the Proverbs, is making a case for wisdom. He's telling us why wisdom is so important. So technically in chapter 10, Proverbs, all these pithy, wonderful, full of wisdom statements begin in chapter 10. We're going to read verse 1 in a moment. But I think it's amazing that of all the things that Solomon could have said to start his first proverb, he talked about relationships and he talked about the effect our behavior would have on others. So right away, he really begins to narrow into something that is very practical, thousands of years old, that we can apply very easily in the 21st century. It says here in Proverbs 10:1, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother you spend any length of time reading the book of Proverbs, as I try to do every day, a proverb a day, then you'll learn that the Proverbs is very consistent when it describes the fool. There's something consistently that comes up when Proverbs talks about the fool. And the one thing that comes up consistently consistently, is it's described that the fool despises the people in his life. I thought about that word despise. Here's the word despise means. Despise means to be in contempt of, to scorn, to disdain, to consider worthless and unworthy of honor. Wow. So as far as Solomon was concerned, the number one relational principle that can change your life is a principle of honor. And today I want to talk to you about the importance of honor. There is no doubt Here at IFC, over all these years, we've worked hard to provide a culture of honor here at IFC. I think you'll agree with me, though, that in our world today, it's becoming harder and harder to find honor. It's hard to find honor in the workplace. It's hard to find honor in our political discussions. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find honor when we deal with family members. It's getting more difficult to actually locate honor and where people are honoring others. There's never been more boldness to dishonor parents, people in authority, co-workers, spouses, family, former friends. It seems like the more you dishonor, the more pauper you are. The more you dishonor, the more likes you get on your Instagram feed or on more friends on your Facebook. So people have gotten bolder and bolder to dishonor people because it seems like the more you dishonor, the more pauper you become understand something very important today. There is actually a spirit of dishonor that has been unleashed in our world today. Let's be careful today, and this message is going to help us not to allow a spirit of dishonor to attach itself to us. Because when it does, it drastically changes your life, as we're about to discover here today. Amen. And what we don't, when we don't know what to do, especially when it comes to the atmosphere that we find ourselves in today, it's imperative that we know what to do, and we're going to help you do that today. Amen. So first of all, let's define honor. Let's start off with some more definitions. What does it mean to honor? Honor means to add value to someone. It means to give someone worth. and the actual literal translation in the Hebrew, in the book of Proverbs, it means to be weighty or to add weight to, right? To give that kind of value, to give that kind of priority over someone, to honor, to give weight of honor on a person or a principle that it actually deserves. So here's our big takeaway. Here's where we're going to be going ahead and end today. Listen very carefully. Here's our big takeaway. The more I value something, the more I gain value from it. The more I value something, the more I gain value from it. I want to give you three principles regarding honor today that will change your life. Honor can be a welcome subject to those who are open to it, to those who want to grow in wisdom. But honor also can be a very hard subject, depending upon where you are in life, depending upon whether you feel like there are people in your life that actually deserve honor. And oftentimes we feel like we don't have certain people in our lives that we can really honor because of either how they treated us or how they treat others. Now, that's very prevalent in our world today. So the number one principle, honor doesn't begin on how they treated you or others. Principle number one, honoring begins with God's claim on them. (laughs) Honoring begins with God's claim on them. Now please understand a very important principle. It's the worst thing in life you can do when you compare yourself to somebody else. It was wrong for me to compare myself to you or do you compare yourself to me? Because I might have an attitude, and I think I'm better than you. So I think I'm better than you, but I'm comparing myself to another human being. Or you're comparing yourself to somebody else. It's like two pigs comparing themselves to each other. And one thinks they're better than the other. And they're both in a slop. Right? So if we're going to do a study on honor, if I'm going to make a case for honor today, we can't start with you or with me. We have to start with God. We got to take this thing up because if we don't we're not going to agree. Amen. If we don't we're going to have different opinion. Amen. If we don't we're going to say, I'm justified, I can do this, I can say that. Look what he did, look what she did, look what how he handled that situation. And if we're not careful then we can justify our dishonor, Come on. I'm t- am I in the right room? Yes. We can justify our dishonor. So today when we start this subject we're going to start from God's perspective. Yes. That's the key. That's the key. So I'm going to stretch you today to get beyond your experience, stretch you today to get beyond your opinion, stretch you today to get beyond what you feel is the right thing to say. Somebody's got to speak up. Somebody's got to say something. And we're going to start now with a higher level than all of us, God. It's not how you see them. It's how God sees them. Now, please listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. This is so important today. God sees you in your complete depravity and sees you in your perfect dignity all at the same time. That's right. God sees you because of your sin. He sees you in your depravity. He knows you've got issues. He knows things aren't going as well as you'd like them to. And depending upon what season of, of where we are in our Christian life Maybe we've never even begun yet Maybe we're not even uh, children of God yet Or born again yet Giving our lives to Christ Depending on where you are God definitely sees you in your and me In our complete depravity But he also sees us at the very same time In your perfect dignity That's why we gotta start with God That's why we got to make God the number one issue here. God sees everything that you've done and still sees everything you can become. God sees all your mistakes that you've ever made, and he still sees the enormous potential that's yet unrealized. I'm eternally thankful that I serve a God who doesn't just see me as I am, but sees me how I can become. He sees the finished product of Jonathan Del Turco. He isn't based on my past and all my foolish mistakes or my consistent challenges of today. He sees beyond yesterday and today and sees me at the end. He sees me perfected. He sees me good. He sees me the man. He sees me who I'm supposed to be. Only God can know everything about you and still see you as you can be. That's amazing. That's the God you serve. You should be grateful about that too. That God, it's impossible for God to hold your past against you, to hold your mistakes against you to hold all that junk and all the things you're not proud about. And the skeleton's in your closet. He's not holding any of that against you today. Yeah, you did this. Amen. And, and, and so forth. But I know what you can become. Yes. <laughs> now, see, as parents, listen very carefully, as parents, we somewhat get this. Now, it's limited because we're not God. But as a parent, I get this. Right? As a parent, You have high hopes and big dreams for your kids, don't you? When they go through their challenging, foolish seasons, you want to focus on other poor choices. You want to make the list. What are you thinking? You did this, you did this, and Lord Jesus, what were you thinking when you did that? Right? And if we're not careful, all we remind our kids is the list of grievances... How you embarrassed me? How you broke my heart? How you disobeyed me? How you made wrong choices? Am I in a right room? Yeah. There was one time that my son so upset me, I was so mad at Jay. He was around eleven or twelve years old. I told him, I said, "Listen to me, Jay. You are from this day forward grounded till your firstborn has a child. Firstborn has a job." <laughs> so technically, Jay, you're still grounded. <laughs> I mean, what parent can't relate to that? Absolutely. Amen. Parents, we need to be careful to not just remind our kids of what they've done, but to remind our children of what they could be. Amen. I know this is what you did, but it's not who you are. And that becomes good parenting. The balance of recognizing, I know what's going on in your life, but let me tell you something. That's not you. Sanjay, that's not you. My daughter, Lori, that's not you. I believe in you. I believe because I know what God's word says over you. So I begin to believe and see what God sees and believes about our children. As a pastor, again get in a limited way. I get this. I'm usually called into some very dark moments in people's lives. I'm usually called when I see people not at their best. They made some very wrong choices and hearts are broken and marriages stand in the balance and, and jobs and careers and, and, and many things that can go wrong. And, and I want to say to you this morning and everybody watching online, what I would say to them, and I want you to hear me loud and clear. What I would say to them, I say to you, I know what you did, but that's not who you are. Amen. How can I say that? Because I have... I understand God's heart for people. You might not be proud of the things you did. You might not be proud of the situation you find yourself in right now. But don't you dare let that define you. You stand your ground and know that God sees way beyond your present circumstances. God does not define you from your past. He defines you from your destiny, what you can be. The poor choices you made, that's not you. And as a, as a pastoral team, we are constantly working hard to separate what you've done and who you are in Christ. Amen. So you'll never come into this room and hear us rehearse your sin. It'll never happen. It's not who we are. But we will remind you every Sunday. That you can come here to IFC, you can know God, you can find freedom, you can discover purpose, and you can make a difference. That's our mission. That's who we are. And we'll remind you of what could be if you will just open up your heart to God, if you'll just do it God's way, if you'll quit being so stubborn and so hard-headed, right, and open your heart to God, it's amazing how your life can change. You need to know something. What I'm talking about is an actual doctrine. If you went to seminary, studied theology, you would study something called the doctrine of glorification. That's the technical term. One day we're all going to stand before God and we will be made perfect when we stand before God. But God chooses, listen, God chooses to see you that way now because of the shed blood of Jesus. Let me tell you something When God looks at you He doesn't see the dark thing you did He sees red He sees the blood of Jesus He doesn't see you and judge you Only based on what you've done He judges you because of the blood of Jesus That covers you Amen And he sees you made perfect of what you can be Here's what Romans 8.30 It tells us about this It says and those he predestined Listen to that word predestined That does not mean he picks some and doesn't pick others. Because some people think predestined means that there is only a certain group of people that he picks and some people he doesn't pick. That's not what this means. This means everyone. Say everyone. everyone. Everyone has been predestined. For what purpose? Because you are called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Oh, that's good news today. Amen. See, everyone, he's been called. He sees you glorified. He sees you made perfect. Amen. Before you ever get there. And since God sees people that way, then so should I. Honor has to start there. If that's how God sees you, that's how you should see you. If that's how God sees your wife and God sees your husband and God sees your kids and God sees your coworkers and God sees the President of the United States and God sees other people and God sees people in your life, then guess what? That's how you should see people. This takes it to a whole another dimension. Amen. Honoring begins with seeing people the way God sees them. Principle number two. Honoring benefits me too. Honoring benefits me too. See, honor is not just for the person receiving it. Many people think that when they receive honor, that the person receiving it is the one who really gets the benefit. I'm here to tell you otherwise. Well, yes, there is a benefit in receiving it. There's a greater benefit in the ones who are giving it. The ones who are willing to give honor, I believe there is the greater blessing. I believe there is the greater opportunity for God to do great things in your life. Honor has more effect on us, the givers, than on them, the receivers. The way you treat your boss, the way you treat your government leaders, the way you treat your wife, the way you treat your spouse, the way you treat your family, and even the way you treat your money says more about you than about them. Do you understand that this principle of honor exposes the real you. Anybody's in the know. Anybody who understands this understand, understands this principle can read people very well. I can read people on many things. I, I mean, that's what I do. All, all my life, I've been, all I do is people, so I, I get people, but I can read people. And oftentimes, I don't know their heart because only God knows their heart, so I can't judge them based on their heart, but I can judge them based on their fruit, on what they say, how they act, the things they do, the things they put on Facebook, the things they say on Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat. Come on, somebody. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church already. So I might not be able to know your heart, but, man, I can, I can learn something about you, and this is very revealing. Whether we honor or not exposes the real us. It, it, it's kind of like we throw up all of the inside of who we are when we honor or when we don't honor. That's good preaching whether you like it or not. Amen. So to the degree that you honor... All these relationships in your life determines how much you can receive from them. Come on. You determine how much you can receive from me. Yeah. I determine how much I can receive from you. You determine how much you can receive from so-and-so or so-and-so. It's not up to them. It's up to you. Right. Exactly. Oh, how do I know that? What's well, said of Jesus in Mark 6? He went back to his own hometown. The Son of God of all power could only do a few little miracles. Why? Previous chapter in Capernaum, the Bible says he healed them all. What happened here? Why couldn't he do it again? Why couldn't he reproduce the results of what he had just a short while ago? He's a homeboy. He's going home. You know when a, when a football player or a baseball player goes back to his home, own hometown? I mean, he wants to hit a home run that day, doesn't he? Right? He wants to score some touchdowns. He wants to perform in front of his crowd because I mean, these people know me. Yeah. Could be friends out there, family out there. Right? Everybody is supporting you. You want to do well in your own hometown. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Jesus wants to do well in his own hometown. It didn't say he didn't want to. It says he could not do. Why couldn't he? Because of dishonor. They dishonored Jesus. Because they dishonored Jesus, they couldn't receive from Jesus. The spirit of dishonor shuts down. Listen, shuts down what God puts in people for you. Jesus was there to heal. Jesus was there to set people free, but dishonor shut Jesus, the Son of God, down, and only a few little headaches and sniffles got healed that day because of dishonor. It shut Jesus down. Who are you shutting down because of your dishonor? Who are you shutting down they should they have what you need they have the answer they have the breakthrough they have the idea they have the favor they have the means to be able to bless you they have the means to help you with the very thing you're believing God for because they've got the goods or they have the money or they have the job or they own the company or they do certain things and who are we shutting down because of a spirit of dishonor? A spirit of dishonor, if it shut down the Son of God. Oh my, who in our lives is being shut down? Wow. The people that knew him treated him as average, no big deal, took him lightly. There was no weight and the spirit of dishonor was at work. And when the spirit of honor is at work, spirit of dishonor is at work, it'll always disqualify you from receiving God's highest and best. Wow. I don't wanna be disqualified. I don't want to have an attitude against you when you have the revelation or you have the goods or you have an idea or you have what it takes to help me go to the next level. I don't want to shut you down. Amen. And we shut so many people down not realizing it and we wonder why isn't God coming through for us? It might be a spirit of dishonor based on the way that people receive Jesus, determine how much they would benefit from Jesus. Remember our breakthrough, maybe our takeaway, the more I value something, the more I gain value from it. That's why Ephesians 6 is so important. Ephesians 6 verse 2 says what? Honor your father and your mother. Very interesting. The verse ahead of this, verse 1, says children obey. Children obey. Interesting to me. That if you're under your mom and dad's roof eating their fruit loops, <laughs> right? All right? Right, you need to obey. If you're living under their roof, eating their fruit loops and their Cheerios and their cocoa puffs, right? You need to obey. But listen, we're not children for the rest of our lives. So you know I might not be a child right now, but this never stops. Yeah, children obey. But we all honor our father and our mother. It goes on to say in verse 3, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. What you value, you gain value back. Right? So there's a, there's a, a commandment with a promise. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Strong. You love that verse when you are a person of honor to your parents, but you don't love that verse when you are not honoring your mother and your father. Why? Because it will not go well with you. Could it be that you can't catch a break because you don't know how to honor your mother and your father? Could it be that there are people that will die prematurely or will not live the fullness of their life on this earth because they did not honor their father and their mother? Wow you'll notice there's no contingency here. You don't see a little number two over here or a little asterisk over here, right? To go down to the bottom of the page or to go to the back of the Bible and see what does number two mean? There is no contingency here that says, only if your parents are good ones. I can't find it. Maybe it's in your Bible. It's not mine right? It's not there. It doesn't say this only applies when you have these outstanding parents of the month because most of us didn't have that. Maybe we had seasons of it and some were greater and better than others. Absolutely. Amen. But even my great, amazing parents, amen, didn't always know how to do it the right way, right? Isn't that true? Amen. So there's no contingency here. So you don't have to obey or even say they were good. That's not the point. Amen. There will always be some people and some parents that go through seasons or didn't have it themselves or were not very good parents and, and it hurt you and it, and it debilitated you in some way or it caused you to not be who you know you could be. Amen. I get it. See, some years ago, I was in a courtroom. I never enjoy going to the courtroom, especially when I have to be a witness. I had to be a witness in this particular case. I had to be a character reference for someone. And I don't know why, but it just seemed to me right from the very start, I didn't like the judge. I thought he was mean-spirited. I, I thought he was rough and arrogant. I felt like he already had a prejudgment against this case. I didn't, I didn't like him. I-, I had no reason not to but just by his demeanor, by his, his answers, by his, his instructions to the jury and the people that, were, that come up to, to speak and to, to give witness. And so even though, in my opinion, I didn't like him, when I addressed him, you know what I said? Your Honor. <laughs> he asked me questions. I said, well, Your Honor, it didn't matter what my opinion was. Because my opinion didn't mean anything, because what mattered was the seat he sat in. He was the judge. My opinion meant nothing. I had to say, your honor. Come on. Person number one: honor begins with God's claim on them. Number two, honoring benefits me too. Finally, number three: respect is earned. Honor is given. Respect is earned. Honor is given. In other words, I'm not waiting for you to deserve it. I'm going to give it to you anyways. I don't have to respect you to honor you. You think you have to respect somebody to honor them. You don't. Wouldn't it be great to have both? Yes. But you have to understand the biblical principle. It's not about respect. Respect and honor are two different things. Yes, I would love to earn your respect. Yes, we would love others to earn their respect, but honor is given. Let me tell you what's going to happen here real soon. As soon as you say yes to honor, as soon as you agree with God concerning honor, something's going to come your way. Coming to the neighborhood near you (laughs) is going to be something I call the honor test. There's going to be somebody that comes into your life that you don't feel like, listen very carefully, you don't feel like deserves your honor. The honor test is giving you a chance that somewhere, let's put that up here, amen, the honor test, you will be given a chance to honor someone who you feel doesn't deserve it. Been there, done that. And here's what I want you to do. Give it to them anyways. What? Give it to them anyways. Amen. Why? Well, Peter puts it all in perspective. 1 Peter chapter 2, we're going to read a verse there in a moment. Backdrop. 1 Peter wrote this verse. It was not very a good time socially, religiously. Religious leaders were evil. The governmental leaders were evil. And there was no way you could respect the people in the time that Peter lived. And here's what Peter wrote. To them and to us. 1 Peter 2.13 says, for the Lord's sake, yield to the people who have authority in this world. The word yield means submit, right? It says yield or submit to them. Why? Because they deserve it? No. For what reason? For the Lord's sake. Sometimes I've had the honor not because I wanted to. I had the honor because I bought into this principle of honor, and I do it for the Lord's sake. I do it because the Lord wants me to. I do it because the Bible says it's important to do. I do it for the Lord's sake. That puts it in a whole nother category, doesn't it? For the Lord's sake, yield or submit to the people who have authority in this world, the king, who is the highest authority, the leaders who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to praise those who do right. It is God's desire that by doing good, you should stop foolish people from saying stupid things on Facebook. Facebook, it's got to be in here somewhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Come on, you know it's in here somewhere. Might be code, but it's in there somewhere. Look what it says. Live as free people, but do not use freedom as an excuse to do evil. Yes, come on. Be, don't be mean-spirited. Yeah. Live as servants of God. Yes. Show respect for all people. Yes. Love the brothers and the sisters of God's family. Respect God. Honor the king. That's the word of God today. That's the word of the Lord. It's a biblical principle. It's designed to help you know what to do when you don't know what to do. Romans twelve ten says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another, means everyone, above yourself. Wow. So in closing, I want to give you three simple ways on how we do this. This will help you. All right, laid out. Honor begins with God. Honor benefits you too. Honor It's imperative to to know that, that honor is given, respect is earned, all right? So how do we do this? How do we honor one another? What's the practical way to do that? I don't know what to do when I'm in a situation like this. Number one, prioritize them. You honor every time you prioritize someone or something. Whatever is first is honored. I remember the first time I was training Jay, my son, to be a gentleman. I remember making sure he understood how to honor his mother. That was my job. Teaching him how to open the car door for his mother. That went pretty good, but what didn't go so good was to open the car door for his sister. (laughs) You can relate to that, right? 16 months younger. Yeah, you know, slam the door on her foot and that didn't go so well. I remember one time we were at the mall. I said, Jay, we don't just open the door for your mom who's a woman. We also opened the door for other women that we might not know. Yeah. So we went to the mall. And I remember walking into the Macy's entrance at the Burlington Mall, remember like it was yesterday. I walked in, Jay was right behind me. And as I went through Macy's, got to the main part of the mall, I looked around, Jay was nowhere to be found. I thought, what's going on? So of course I went looking for my son. I retraced our tracks, guess where he was? At the door. <laughs> Opening the door. I said, Jay, I applaud you, but you don't have to open the door for all the women in the parking lot. <laughs> right? All the women um, at the that's going to the mall. <laughs> but the point is, we need to be the one training our sons and our daughters. I took my daughter, Lori, I, Lori Ann, out on her first date. Yeah. Yeah. I got dressed up. I washed the car. I vacuumed the car. I pulled up. I didn't beep the horn. I went to the door and rang the doorbell. Thank you very much. And I said, I'm here to receive you, my daughter. Loriane got in the car. I opened the door for her. She sat in the passenger seat. I sat in my car. I said, Lori, do you notice anything? Of course, she wouldn't notice anything. I said, Notice, I didn't beep. And no boy's ever going to beep for you to come to get you in their car. Amen. I, I washed the car. Dad got dressed up. No boy's gonna be some slob and coming in some jalopy that he didn't wash and clean and at least put a deodorizer. If that's all he had, that's fine. But my daughter's not getting into some junk car that the guy didn't think worthy enough to wash up and clean up. So my daughter, you get my point. Don't let me get started. I remember a day when a funeral procession went by, people walking on the sidewalk stopped to honor not only the dead, but the family that was grieving. I remember a day that when the woman or your wife or your date was going to sit in the restaurant, you pulled the chair out for her and you put the chair back in. I remember a day that if you were in a full bus or subway and there was no seats left and a woman was stand there without a seat, I remember a day when we got up out of our chair. And we sat, we allowed her, however her age was, to sit down. I remember those days. What's wrong with those days? What's wrong with honor? What's wrong with prioritizing them? Amen. I know I'm going way long on this, but it's important that we see this. You honor every time you prioritize someone or something. Proverbs 3, 9, what an important verse of Scripture says this. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your crops. Now, we know, those of us that understand that verse, maybe you might not understand that verse, it's referring to the first 10% of your money. A dime on every dollar belongs to God. That's your first fruits. Amen. And so we call that the tithe. The Bible calls that the tithe. We pay our tithe. Amen. It's a matter of honor. It's a matter, going back to number one, God's claim. God's claim on all your money, but he... He expects the dime on every dollar to go to him. What you place a value on is the value you get back. Huh. This verse is not just referring to only to money. It's referring to prioritizing, prioritizing anything. The first of your day should be priority. Why are, you doing, why are you giving God the first part of your day? I don't get on Twitter. I don't get on Instagram until I have spent time with God. Why? I'm saying, God, I give you weight. I give you value. I give you priority. I honor you in the first part of my day, and I fully expect the rest of my day to be in a place of order. You're coming to church today, first day of the week, right? What are you doing? You're saying, God, you're weighty in my life. God, I honor you, the first part of my week. You should expect the rest of the week to be in order because you gave God the first fruit, the first part of your day. You getting this? Amen. Amen. We are not just going to prioritize them. We're also, number two, going to what? Praise them. them. Honor has a language. I learned the devil loves to pick on the very area you're good at. I'm a communicator. So words are very important to me. So my words can either bless people, and if I'm not careful, I don't stay on it, I can be a smart aleck. And my words can be sharp and cutting and not very uplifting. I know that about me. I know that about my past. I know that about my words. I know that I can be very sharp if I'm not careful. So praise is not only for people that are in your presence, but praise is also for them that are not in your presence. Yes. You know how it goes. You greet somebody and say, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And they walk out of your presence and you think, dear Lord, do you see that dress on that woman? What mirror was she looking in? Right? Don't look at me so spiritual. Right? Understand something. Do you know God hears all of it? You know God watches all of that? You say, how do you know? Well, one of the areas of my life that I constantly work on is when I'm stuck in traffic. Come on, help me, somebody. Right? I need some help from all those who are in the the what? In the road rage support group. I'm a charter member. I'm a charter member in that support group. I go weekly. One day I'm driving down 93, minding my own business. I'm in the center lane. I'm not going that much faster over the speed limit, kind of keeping up with traffic. All of a sudden somebody speeds up around me. I see them come right alongside of me, cut in front of me, and slam on their brakes. Now that got me mad. Right? You think I'm so holy. But that got me mad. I'm thinking, what in the world did I do? That this guy thinks I did way back then that got him so ticked off. Well, when he did that, I got so mad I yelled out, "You idiot!" I did. I've said that before. I admit it. But this time, I heard the Holy Spirit in my heart say, "That's my idiot." I thought, "Wow!" Again, God's claim. That's my idiot. I felt so bad. Man, immediately my heart was grieved. I asked God to forgive me, and I I never forgot that. I've I've never heard that ever again. I'll be honest with you, I still felt he was an idiot, (laughs) right? Right? I still felt he was an idiot, but now I understood he was God's idiot. right? God's claim. <laughs> and I recognize this, Lord, forgive me. And I mean, I, I've recognized that. I've gotten better, but I, I'm still a work in progress. I'm glad for the doctrine of glorification um, at work in my life. Truth of the matter is, God listens and watches it all. James 3.9 says, with the tongue, we praise our Lord, our Father, and with it, we curse human beings. Amen. I, I love blessing people. And look, I called the man an idiot didn't even know who he is, who have been made in God's likeness. The next verse says, out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. Here I am preaching the gospel and over in traffic calling somebody an idiot. Right? My brothers and sisters, this should not be. When I read that, it's like mom saying, this should not be. Right? Don't you hear that? It's like Peter being our mom today. This should not be. And how true that is. It should not be. And that's why we make adjustments. And I'm working on this as you need to work on this. And we work on this together. Amen. I'm deciding that I'm going to choose honor. Let's decide together. We're all work in progress, but let's decide together to be people that work on this. Amen. Amen. Now, it's interesting, verse 30 goes on to say, same portion of scripture, same story. What's it say in verse, the next verse? I, oh, uh, I want to go 429 first. Sorry, guys. 429. Don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Look at the next verse and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. It's not a separate topic. It's not a separate subject. It's, it's connected to me calling the guy an idiot. It's connected to when you mouth off, whether with your words or what you write on Instagram or Facebook. You know what it does? When I mess up, when I blow it, it grieves God. It grieves the heart of God. Last but not least, Honor prioritizes people. Honor praises people. You ready for this? Honor protects. Anything you value, you have an attitude that says, not today. Right? Come on, moms. You become Mother Bear when somebody picks on your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Dad? You get angry. When somebody makes fun of my kids, or talks bad about my children or my family. Man, I get angry. I want to call Guido. Right? Isn't that true? I want to call Guido. I want to call some some old friends that I know from the past. Right? You yeah, have this attitude. You see, that's how I feel about my family and my church family. When I pray for you and I say, Lord, bless them in Jesus' name. I pray over you on a regular basis. No evil shall befall them. No plague from God nigh their dwelling. Not today, devil. No weapon of war formed against them will prosper the partners and friends of International Family Church. So I, because I honor you, because I love you, I want to protect you. Yes. Amen. I want to help you. I want to come alongside of you to make sure that even though you make bad choices, you're not a bad person. Yes. Amen. And we need to make up our minds about this today. And, and I close with this Noah's story. The flood's over. Water has gone down, and it's no longer a flood, and Noah does what? The Bible says Noah planted a vineyard. He made wine from that vineyard. He got stone-cold drunk and was naked in the tent. One of his sons walked in and saw his dad out of his mind drunk and naked. He begins to double over with laughter. Can't believe it. (laughs) You guys got to come see dad. He goes out to his brothers and he mocks his dad. He mocks his dad to his brothers. You know what his brothers do? His brother got a blanket, put it over their shoulder, walked in backwards so they wouldn't see their dad. Threw the blanket on their dad. They didn't cover up dad's sin. Dad was a good man that made a bad mistake. Amen. They covered up his weakness. See, I don't, want to, I don't cover up sin, but I do want to cover somebody's weakness. In other words, I know what you did, but now together, we're going to make sure you don't do it again. Now, together, I want to make sure that what the devil meant for harm doesn't turn into a disaster. What the devil started, he's not going to finish. God's going to finish. Yes. Honor protects. Honor doesn't kill our wounded, and that's what we do in the body of Christ. We kill our wounded instead of coming alongside and saying, you know what? I'm going to protect you. I'm going to come alongside and help you. I'm going to come alongside and make sure that we make this thing work. Amen. Listen very carefully. Put honor to the test. When you don't know what to do, you want to do what's right, choose honor. Choose honor. Choose honor put honor to the test maybe pick up the phone this week and call your dad yeah the one who mistreated you i'm sure there's something you can say about him or call him to check on him that would be honor when you're tempted to mouth off or write something mean-spirited on social media amen resist that temptation choose honor Put honor to the test in all your relationships. Put honor to the test to bless those who disappoint you. Amen. Those that you don't feel worthy of honor. Honor your mom and dad. Honor God with your tithe. Honor those in authority over your life, whether whether you voted for them or not. I honor the President of the United States ever since I understood this principle whether I voted for him or not I honored him in my prayer I honored him in covering him I honored him and I want to make sure that we don't get caught off guard and just the spirit of dishonor run rampant when we as believers should know better thank you for your enthusiasm I don't need an amen today let us purpose in our heart pass the honor test. What was our takeaway? Here it is. The more I value something, the more I gain value from it the more you value the person that you feel deserves, doesn't deserve respect and doesn't deserve honor, the more you value your money, the more you value your parents, the more you value your spouse, the more you value your friends, the more you value your exes and former friends and former uh, uh, wives and husbands and on and on and on it goes, ex-pastors and all the stuff. The more you find a way to honor based on God's claim, the better your life is going to be. This principle will radically change your life and open the door for the blessings of God that have been closed off to you because of the spirit of dishonor. Honor God. Do it for the Lord's sake. And watch how God blesses you. What do I do when I don't know what to do? I choose honor. I'm going to encourage you choose honor along with me yes. and let's set another dimension another another place of, of obtaining a place of maturity yes. growing up and saying I'm going to be a man or woman of honor Amen. in Jesus name Amen. did you learn something today yes. come on stand with me to your feet yes. raise those hands towards heaven today I know I went long I had two weeks of stuff I had to get out of my heart. Come on, raise those hands towards heaven. Father, thank you. Lord, I love you. I bless you. Lord, I don't want a spirit of dishonor attaching itself to me. If you find yourself slipping into that, so easy. Getting caught up in the anonymity of, of, of social media or mouthing off. Oh God, I acknowledge that idiot that person that's your claim that's your person who am I to dishonor them Father I repent for my dishonor I repent for my words and for my actions I thank you Father that you see me not in my present state but you see me in what I can become what I meant in 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 a work in progress to become. And we surrender to you today, Father, in the name of Jesus. With every head bowed, every believer praying with me, the greatest way you can honor God is to allow Jesus to come live in your heart. That's the greatest way you can honor God. Honor God's sacrifice. that He only had one son, and he sent that one son to die for you. Honor God by saying yes to Jesus. Honor God by saying, opening up your heart and saying, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. I, I, I don't want to live this way. I want to live for you, Jesus. I want my sins forgiven. I want the assurance of heaven. I want to be right with God. Start by honoring God right now by saying yes to his son, Jesus. If you don't know him today, what a great choice to say yes to Jesus. If you know him and you put him on the shelf and you've not been serving him well, Come back to Father's heart today. Come back to his open arms today. Come back and make a choice and make an about face and say, I'm back. I'm back. I choose to honor you, Father, by coming back, coming back to your, your family, coming back to your will and your plan for my life. You're here and you say, Pastor, I need Jesus today. I do want to honor God. That's you. And you say, I've never asked Jesus to come into my heart, but today I'm ready. I'm willing to say yes to Jesus as my Lord and Savior online stay with us please if that's you or here in the house won't you raise that hand towards heaven i'm not going to embarrass you ask you to come forward i just want to know that you acknowledge the fact that you need him today raise it up high anybody else yes thank you sir thank you ma'am anybody else who say i've never done it today's my day who else yes thank you all the way in the back i see it thank you sir god bless you who else thank you ma'am god bless you anybody else today awesome how wonderful it is to get your life back in order by honoring God and by making sure He lives inside of your heart today. Honor God today and make it right in your own heart. if you know that you know you've allowed dishonor to creep in to your thoughts, your words, your attitude today. Let's all pray this prayer together. Join us online, Say Father in Jesus name. Here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. I honor God today by asking you, Jesus, to come into my heart. Forgive me from my sin. I need you, Jesus. I denounce my past, and I will serve you all the days of my life. I declare you as my Lord and my Savior. I will never be the same because of you, Jesus. I love you. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening. We all can grow deeper in our relationship with God. Next Steps is our four-step growth track that meets each week that will help you grow and reach your full potential. Come to Next Steps to discover your God-given purpose so that you can help make a difference in the lives of others. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share it with your friends and family. To stay connected to what's happening, Visit intlfamilychurch.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks again for listening.